almost all the players that won it. They are very, very versatile. And the point he was making was that that is why you see someone like Ibenia will probably win it next year. Because most of these journalists, they love that versatility. Again, I'm not talking about why it is being so. We're just looking at past history. That was what the uh, yeah. videos did. And he was also making a case that it might be difficult for Haman to win it. Hello listeners, welcome back to the latest episode of the Night Plus 5 podcast. I remain your host, Sunji, and with me here is my co-host, Mekus. Yeah, hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. Alright, so at the time of recording, um, we just finished watching the Ballon d'Or, the Ballon d'Or France Football um, Award Ceremony. And um, in our previous episodes... Um, we've already had our Ballon d'Or run. We've had our predictions. We've had w- how we expected the whole award to go. So on this episode, we want to be analyzing the results that came up from that match. I know a lot of you, um, a lot of listeners have previous opinions. Um, we see some of these opinions on Twitter. We've seen some of them on Instagram, various channels. But we are just giving you our own take. Um, on this podcast, I remember that these are personal wins and to please take them too seriously. Yeah. All right, Vekus. Yeah. The Ballon d'Or yeah. is final in yeah. And um, um, I think if a good place to start from well, is, um, let's start with the Copa Trophy. Yeah. So we start from the Copa, Copa Trophy, the best goalkeeper that we achieved Trophy. Yeah, we'll move up like that. He would you um, winner. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So he's starting starting from the Copa Trophy. Yeah. Uh. So the winner for the Cup the Copa Trophy was Jude Bellingham. So basically, this award uh focuses the the, the best talents reveal the um, age of which twenty one and you know, this award should it was to the Bellingham. And maybe yes. your your prediction was for Alejandro Baudi to win yeah, this yeah. particular award. What 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 was your reaction uh, seeing Jude Bellingham winning this? Uh, Jamal Bosiala second, Patrick third, Karniga fourth, Savin Simos sixth, Alejandro Baudi seventh, Antonio Silva eighth, Rashford Oilan ninth as. L-U-Y <clears throat> yeah, my reaction, it was, it was okay. I mean, like you said, I thought Alejandro Baldi would win it. I wanted him to win it, of course, because he's my player. But looking at the season Bellingham had um, last last year, and the beginning of this season, it would have been, I mean, it would have been a robbery not to give him that. That being said, some people put up a good argument for Musiala seeing as he was the he was a key component in Bayern clinching that title on the last day and so um, that would have been like the only argument but apart from that the rest of the players here Pedri has won it before Gavi has won it before Tamaviga is here to win it but all these players here are worthy of clinching his title but Jude this year is his title deserves it yeah, yeah, I, I've always been of the opinion that 
Um, Bellingham was meant to win that award for me, but never had doubts. And I think looking at uh, awards that we're giving this night, I think that's the only one that I actually fully resonated with. And I'm hundred percent in agreement with. Yeah. So mm. moving on to the Yachin Trophy. Oh, uh, yeah. This is where things start getting interesting for me. Especially when it has to do with like Barcelona fans and Messi fans, quote unquote. Because this um, particular trophy, let me just re- read out the top 10. We have uh, Martinez, Emiliano Martinez, who won it. We'll be talking about that in a bit. Ederson came second. Um, Bono came third. Thibaut Couture came fourth, Testegen fifth, Onana sixth, Nivakovic seventh, Ramdil eighth, uh, Maidan ninth, then uh, Bryce Samba tenth. Uh, on Twitter, we've been getting a lot of reactions that Martinez did not deserve to win it. And people were surprised when they saw Bono finishing third ahead of the likes of Thibaut. Tibokotua, Mark Andre, Testinger, and Onana. So, what were your what were your thoughts when you saw this uh, list and when you saw Martinez winning? Did he truly deserve this? Did the seven games he played in the World Cup really uh, uh, prove to the world that he's the best to fight the world? Um, the, the thing with goalkeepers is this: uh, stats don't usually tell the whole story. <laughs> so all the keepers on this list um, are wonderful keepers. Do you understand? And so yeah. to give like the best award for the best keeper, you have to have like a basis. So for Martinez winning it now, the main basis is that he was instrumental in Argentina's win of the World Cup. Now, if you are going to use that same logic for Messi winning the Ballon d'Or. It's hard to argue why Martinez should not also have that same logic. Again, it's not like he was shit during the normal season. He had a good season with Aston Villa. But that World Cup uh, factor is a big factor that we have to put in play. The only funny thing is that on the Ballon d'Or list, Bono is higher than Martinez. <laughs> so, I mean, that is, that is strange for me. But in the Yachin Trophy, Martinez is winning it. So that's a strange one. Kotoa winning it, that's just mental. Like, what did he do? Um, Testegen winning it. Some people argue, okay, he had, um, I think it was the MVP in um, in La Liga, one of the best players there. You can make an argument for that. Only 10 goals. Only, uh, also, you considered only 10 goals. So those yeah. are good arguments. Onana was had a very good World Cup. Um, sorry. Yeah. Champions League trophy. But again, once World Cup is involved, I mean, there's only one winner. And I think he deserves it. If Messi deserves it, then he deserves it. He deserves it too. Um, yeah. My own thoughts regarding this trophy, yeah, this Yachin trophy at all. Um, it still takes me back to the fact that I still did not believe that. Messi 100% deserved it. We'll talk about the, the, um, the main men, Balador, uh, Yeah. But using that same logic that 
I'm messaging him to sell this point. I'm going to need that here to for my scenes because uh in, in terms of scenes, in terms of stats and everything for Argentina, he was epic, he was terrific, so it was really good. But in the larger scale of things, like over the thing, one year period, what was he able to do? You look at the keeper like Ederson, game in, game out, game, uh, game, week in, week out. So he was consistent. He was, um, he was amazing. You can see someone like Test again, ten goals in in a season. That's that's crazy. That's that's crazy. You can see Onana. Onana was amazing during the UCL run. So this is this these things are things that's high over a season, a whole long season hand. Um you don't give these guys credit or they can't win it because if they didn't go fire the World Cup or they were never able to clean the World Cup. But it is what it is, but this Martinez winning this reaction trophy, I am not I'm not taking this. I'm not <laughs> going with this. Bono Bono finishing third, I, I'm not taking this as well. He he had a fantastic run with um Sevilla and uh, with, with Morocco. With Morocco, yeah, 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 yeah. But well someone like Bono, I still feel that uh and Andre Onana or Testege should have been higher than yeah. him in the real sense of things. Yeah, in the real sense of things. But it is what it can. We're still going to talk more about the whole award uh, organization at all. Yeah. Well, we well, you know that's my basic two text cents on this particular issue. Yeah. So moving on. Yeah. I think a good place to move to right now is uh, I, I don't want to just talk about this in little bit yet. Holland won the. Gerd Muller's trophy for being the best tracker in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but people are saying that right now, if you are giving a player uh, a trophy for being the best player in the world, you might as well start giving trophies for being the best intruder in the world, being the best defender in the world as well. You get me? Yeah. That's what people's point going to is. It was point of view that that award was just created to compensate uh, goal scorers who scored a lot of goals in a calendar year, yeah. but maybe they can't win that particular trophy. I remember this this award actually started after the pandemic when the others were not able to win the world in 2020. You know, some cons- conspiracy theories. <laughs> Car- they, they, they say this award was created because of Messi. Because for France football, they wanted to still be able to accommodate a player who had an awesome season scoring goal and maybe uh, the best player in the world who didn't really score at much goal but had bigger um, impact in their books. But, but what's your um, thought or your two cents regarding the Gerard Muller's trophy? Yeah, um, so I'll give my full thoughts while we're talking about Balondo, but for like to start with, I think is a two-edged sword, to be honest. Then is uh, like you said, this trophy was made to compensate goal scorers. But in the real sense of it, in the next year, in the next two years, we might be having people going 
come with both the Gergola trophy and the Ballon d'Or trophy. Because who are the people that almost yeah. like win it? Haaland is going to win the Ballon d'Or. Mbappe will probably win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. These two people have the ability to be the highest goal scorer. Let's not forget Hurricane. Hurricane can win the Ballon d'Or. And so you see that later yeah. on, it will be like, oh, two people are dragging trophies. Um, you see someone getting the Gergola trophy and also this is the Ballon d'Or. And it's actually the highest yeah. goal scorer. So it's not a nomination like, okay, you score the highest goals, you have the trophy. And so that's how I see it. I don't think it's a bad trophy per se. It helps goal scorers also get something. Um, but also, what I would love to see is also assists. Because if you are going to reward the goal scorers, the assists, the creators too need to be rewarded. And so that would be my only issue with the trophy in that. They are leaving out the assists um, makers from getting their own award. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I think we'll leave that for our listeners to come to their own judgment. Remember, you can always follow up the conversation through the hashtag Rights Plus by podcast on Twitter. You can also um, follow us on our Instagram handles using as Rights on Twitter as well. Tag us to your tweets and let's, let's get the conversation bubbling. All right, so moving on to the women ranking, women's ranking for Ballon d'Or. We have Aitara Bomati winning the Ballon d'Or trophy for women, the Ballon d'Or award rather for women. Then um, close to coming close to her, we can see Sam Kerr, um, Paparian Blue, um, and Mary Herbs. There have been a lot of controversies regarding the female Ballon d'Or list and even this winner as well. As she's a Barcelona player, she was um, heavily um, uh, involved in the Spanish World Cup that just finished in New Zealand and Australia, which we had the previous analysis regarding that. You can check our previous episodes. And uh, as a Barcelona fan, I, I yeah. know you support the female females seen passively. What was your thought on this um, on Pomatic winning the um, the Ballon d'Or? Yeah, I think she she thoroughly deserves it. Thoroughly deserves it because um, the arguments now people will try and say okay, well, um, the World Cup. She won the World Cup. She won the Champions League. She won her league. Um, I was just speaking to you off camera and like, it's possible that she would have won um, the treble again. They would have won the treble again, but Baka was disqualified uh, from the Copa Day. But like, it's it's not a controversy per se. Anyone seen that as a controversy is probably just bitter because, again, she was the highest goal scorer in the World Cup. She was the best player in UCL, I think. And also, she won. So, like, she has her credentials. She has her credentials. She's a wonderful player. Um, and she the key thing itself is that when Baka's main player, Baka Femini's main player in the person of um Alexia Puteas was injured, she kind of stepped up. Let me yeah. use that word, stepped up. Um, not that she was not active before, but again, you have the likes of when someone like for instance now, the Brenner has injured. You have the likes of Fodin Andre stepping up. And so for her to step up like that yeah. and carry her team to both a Champions League and also a World Cup, I mean, there's no better way to this um to 
I mean, why else do you need? Why else do you need? She thoroughly deserves the award. Thoroughly deserves the award. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I know we've talked about her earlier in our previous episodes that she has a phenomenal in the um, female World Cup. She was highest goal scorer. Uh, she, she, I, I watched that once or twice, and she was, you know, she was amazing. It was very, very interesting to watch. Yeah, so congratulations to her. So moving on to the men's uh, Ballon d'Or, which we will be spending some time on today. I think let's let's split this part into yeah. So the first part, let's talk from um the sixth. Let's explain the top five first. Yeah, let's talk from sixth to thirty. Sixth to thirty. So that now uh, coming up. Number six, we have Vinicius Jr. Uh, seven, we have Alvarez. Eight, Victor Sime. Ninth, Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva. Um, tenth, Luka Modric. Eleventh, Wamir Salah. Twelfth, Lewandowski. Thirteenth, Bornu. Alright, so fourteenth, Ike Gondwan. Fifteenth, Emiliano Martinez. Sixteenth, Karim Benzema. Seventeenth, Carvajalia. Eighteenth. Bellingham, 19th, King, 28th, uh, Martinez, 21st, Griezmann, 22nd, Kiminje, 23rd, Adrianana, 24th, Saka, 26th, Vadio, 26th, Musiala, 27th, Nicolo Barella, 28th and 28th and 29th, Kulumwani, and Odegaard, and 30th, we have Ruben Diaz. <laughs> what the That was a long yeah, list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, as number six to thirty, there have been a lot of controversies. Good. Mm. But one of the most obvious in Fukayo Saka finishing at 25th. Uh, 24th, actually. You can see, uh, 24th, yeah. You can see uh, a lot of backlash. We see a lot of backlash <laughs> on social media. And, uh, why, why is Nana finishing above him 23rd? And um, people were ever saying why why is Kane finishing above him as well, which might be like a which is a ah, big that's, joke. That is a big That is play. That is play. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when it was from sixth to thirtieth, what was the biggest shock for you? I, which player did you expect to see here that you didn't see? And which player did you see here and didn't expect to see? And maybe his ranking was lower than what you expect or higher yeah you know in our former ballon d'or episode we talked about some players that should have been included um likes of marcus rashford i'm yet to come out and okay. apologize to miss lads <laughs> there's a reason why rashford yeah. is doing it because uh, i mean it was good last year but jokes aside i think everybody on this list okay there's no need adding again all we need to do is to rearrange now starting from number six yeah Vinny Junior, amazing player, amazing player, amazing player. But Osimhen won the Scudetto, highest goal scorer in Serie A. I don't see the logic for Vinicius Junior finishing above Osimhen. I would say Alvarez should be sixth, Osimhen should be seventh, and Vinny eighth. But again, players maybe the Real Madrid. Um, Aura, let me just put it like that. 
also Lewandowski winning the league is lower than Salah. Like how? How? Modric is dead. Oh. Is higher than Lewandowski, which is 12. So that is the head scratcher for me. Bono. Now this this is what I was telling you during the Yashin. I said Bono is 13th here. Yeah. Technically, he's the best rated keeper, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Martinez is 15th. So yeah. how is he the best rated keeper in the Ballon d'Or list, but not the winner of the Ashen Trophy? Is there is he meant or yeah. something? Like it's not making any sense. Ikagun won, literally uh, the clutch player. He was literally the clutch player for Man City. He's all the way down at 14th. Okay. That one is there. Now, I'll just end with this because I don't want to go longer on and on because I think you also have your own thoughts. Jude Bellingham is 18th. Now, before people start shouting, Jude Bellingham deserves to be on this list because obviously, um, a bit of this beginning of season is affecting like he's a big factor let's be honest but please please and please hurricane cannot be lower than bellion hurricane did not score 30 goals to be lingering at 18th it's not possible bellion did not win any trophy hurricane did not win any trophy so what is the rationale behind this what is rationale behind this so in some of these things that just like, I mean, the boss might, let me just use that word. He, like, he scratches my head. So that's just my thought, too. Like, there are some of these players that are here based on what they have done before. And, I mean, that's what's pushing them. So, I mean, the, the list itself is is a head scratcher for me. The head scratcher. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you are, you are, you are totally correct. But... I just wanted to chip in something you said, and I, I believe this will be uh, something our listeners would uh, love to hear, and if what you are noting it down. Uh, the reason why we have a situation where somebody finishes um, higher in the um, Ballon d'Or 30 months and is not winning the Yashin Trophy, it's just simple. Um, each award is not being decided the same way. Okay. Yeah. The Ballon d'Or is decided by hundred journalists in in the hundred top rounds um, yeah. FIFA-rated countries. Yeah. yeah. So each of them have many votes. To um, that each every player gets a point from all those journalists. So you seeing Bono finishing above uh, Martinez just means that. In that particular category, he had more points. Yeah. But for the Yashin Trophy, Yashin Trophy is decided by previous, like previous winners of the trophy of the Yashin Trophy itself, and like a committee. Yeah. Then after that, um, a decision was made of who would the best to buy in that. A ranking is being rolled out for that based on a different point grading system. So you get me. So that that's why we have a situation where, where uh, one player is higher than the other on FIFA. Uh, on sorry, why am I missing missing FIFA? FIFA is not in involved yet. So involved yet? Ballon d'Or France football is Ballon d'Or France football, and you have a different player being on top on the Asian Trophy. So that that that's um, that for the clarification part of things. Uh, in terms of six to thirty eight. 
I totally agree with you. Uh, Vinicius, though he, he had a good season last yeah. season in the team colors, but we can push Alvarez higher. We can still give him six. I, I believe Alvarez should have been in top five. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to offer any City fan here, but Rodri did an amazing job last season, but Alvarez deserves that fifth position. If we have, have been sincere, then maybe Rodri sixth, Usine seventh, then um, Alvarez, uh, then Vinicius can call it then Bernardo Silva, then we can work it. There, there is this thing I've noticed about um, Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or, I think we're also going to talk about this right now because before we move on to the top five, um, Ballon d'Or, if maybe you were you were off from last season, yeah, yeah, even if you are not off from next season, you are still going to find yourself in that like first 15 range or first 10 range and uh, that's just something i've noticed about the Ballon d'Or over the years true uh, they just have a way to like celebrate players previous performance kind of you give and i think that's what's currently happening with modric next year modric might if modric does not perform this season next year it's not going to be anywhere close to top 30 miles yeah that's what actually happened to ronaldo at first when he moved to Manchester united yeah yeah he wasn't really like there, but he was on that top 10 list. You get me? He was on that top 10. Get as as you keep on diminishing, you are, you just find yourself non existent on the list anymore. Yeah. So, but then, what, I, what I actually want to just ask right now, right? and something that really, really bothers me a lot when it comes to this football award and all. First off, awards in general, um, in every sphere of life, whether it's entertainment, football, art, whatever, it always comes with a level of, um, um, I just want to say, I'm looking for that perfect word. Bias. Should I say, it, it, not bias, not bias, no, bias is not really the word I'm looking for, but it's, it always comes in the way whereby all, all parties are not always satisfied yeah. and <laughs> there's always, there's always some set of people that feel that it should have been them. And I, I feel that just human nature entirely. And even from the award, the awarding company or the awarding body uh, yeah. association, there's always some level of discrepancy with them at every day. Whether it's the Grammy, whether it's the Headies, whether it's Oscars, whether it's whatever award you are called, you always find locals there. But for the for, for the Ballon d'Or, which is our um major talking points here do you think the model on which they used to judge in top 13 list or the way that the ballon d'or is really really the best yeah. you think it's really the best having one journalist in 100 in the top 100 shifa around the country to just cast their votes on who they believe should be like the top 30 players in the world uh, I feel like that doesn't make sense to me. That that's not enough um uh, data set or that's not enough um reach. Yeah. That's not enough reach for me. Because it, it it's so easy to manipulate. It's so so easy to manipulate because you just have maybe over hundred people just casting in their votes. It's so easy. An ideal situation for me 
è un B di journalist journalist voting then players themselves voted the voting just like what happens in I think uh, in EPR you see the PFA the PFA is only the players I think in, yeah, yeah, I think it's PFU or something on award where the players and journalists can both come on and cast their votes. The reason why I'm saying I'm excluding fans, you might be surprised because <laughs> when you put fans yeah. into the equation, it becomes a popularity contest. Like, who is more popular within, within the pay? The most fan base is more popular. Yeah, true. Again, so, the ideal will be okay. The fifty players, or I think there was there was an initial shortlist. Yeah, was an initial shortlist. So the lot of people come together plus the journalists. They come together. Then now instead of making one one journalist in hundred countries, you can make it five five or three three. Though it might be a lot of work on Ballon d'Or themselves when we collate everything, but three three five five. So there'll be enough data to work with. Yeah. Generate this point point six system. Well, I think it is what it is. Or it is what it is. We just have some work. Yeah. So moving on to the top five. We have Lionel Messi, Alain Haaland, Kylian Mbappe, Kevin De Bruyne, and Roderick. Uh to be sincere, before I, I before you, you say your uh, thoughts and your opinion on this. To be sincere, this top five cannot be <laughs> more perfect than this. Where? This is perfect. This is actually perfect. But... Well... <laughs> well... Um, one, th- one thing that just made me angry about the whole stuff is Fabrizio. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was... Uh, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about it today and I was really pissed off here. Yeah. I love I love Fabrizio, I love Watson's yeah. in, in football. I love the fact that before Fabrizio and uh, David Austin, we could not get reliable information about what's happening um in the back room. True, true. Like whatever whatever information we get is what has been mixed to the media already, like what for TV, what I say on Super Sports and stuff. But with them now, we have a lot of information. But now, I think that's not a blessing and a cause. <laughs> because tell me why from last week when it's been, I already knew that. Like, <laughs> I already knew that Messi was going to win it today. And it was so bad. It was so bad that today, like, she was not able to say that Messi is coming to uh, Messi is going to win the award. He said ah. Messi is coming for the ceremony. <laughs> like Messi is coming for the ce- for a ceremony. Like it's just as if he already knows everything. He's just coming there to slap big chops, and which is not really the best. But I know this is what happens in almost every award, like awards worldwide and everything. Then the information always get leaks, especially to the winners, that so they can prepare for everything. I know, but for but for me, it's not the best. I prefer this situation whereby see you when they get on stage that suspense is still very high i prefer the whole suspense whereby we don't really have any idea we don't we have like we had an idea it's either messy or Harald. but you breaking the information to us just even days 
before the ceremony just made everything look bad. Like, it's a little bad to the that today or yesterday, rather, he already dropped the update that Belia winning the Copa Trophy, Vinicius winning the Socrates Award. Big ups to Vinicius Jr. for the Socrates Award. This award is, um, uh, it's just to um, yeah. celebrate people who have done wonderful humanitarian humanitarian activities um, in the world. You, you could see Vinicius has been engaged in so many humanitarian activities like beauty schools in Brazil and self-tired people about racism and all. So you have big ups to him. But we don't. I mean, Fabrizio is really killing the game for me, Shara. In some aspects. <laughs> Maybe it's me too. The transfer, the transfer news, it's always fun and games during transfer, yeah, because it's your team, you want to know what's happening, but when it comes to these awards, it's just really off and ringing. And the total just really since right to... Yeah, but, but, but before what? I talk to my... Before we go on, yeah, the thing is, uh, if you look at the history of this whole Vanondompe, uh, and that is the best way you can look at this. Uh, we can talk about a new rating system, but the way it has been done, there's a pattern that emerges. So if you look at all the winners of the Ballon d'Or, apart from some select few, most of them are attackers. We have um, few defenders like um, Beckenbauer, like um, I don't can't remember a lot of them top of my head, but they are not plenty. I think it's only one keeper that has won it before. So you see that. Already, this award already favors attackers more. You understand? Now, apart from that, hey. um, there was a video that Tifo IRL did. Um, you guys can check it out. They were explaining that most of the players that are considered and win this Ballon d'Or, they are usually versatile players. Inji, Messi is not only a right winger. He's also a creative player. Rado is not only a center for, he's also a left winger. Almost all the players that have won it, they are very, very versatile. And the point he was making was that that is why you see someone like Ibenia will probably win it next year. Because most of these journalists, they love that versatility. Again, I'm not talking about why it is being so. We're just looking at past history. That was what the uh, yeah. videos did. And he was also making a case that it might be difficult for Haaland to win it because of that lack of vestivity. But apart from that, away from that, um, you said something about fans not voting, which is true. But the problem is some of these journalists are fans. Let's be honest. Some of these journalists are fans. Yeah. Also, yeah. once you have a rating system that requires human input, already is it's biased. It's biased. I keep on saying that. The only way we can measure football is through stats, goals, assists, some other intricate stats like expected goals and whatnot. If we want to give award based on that, we can give it. But where is the fun in that? So if we are still going to accept that Ballon d'Or is still going to be a valid um, trophy, or let's put it the pinnacle of football trophies, we will have to also be willing to accept that, okay, well, this journalist kind of favors some people um, instead of others. And so, it's, I don't think there's a perfect system. I don't think there's a perfect system. So, we just have to, we can only take what we have. And this system, I think, is here to stay. Is here to stay. Hold on. 
Right. So, what are your thoughts about Fabrizio, Fabrizio and the whole Nikki info? For yeah, it's it's like you said, like you said, it's annoying. I mean, it's just like watching your favorite series, and they have told you, okay, this guy is gone. Like, you need, why why are you telling me that? But like like we're saying off camera, this this is kind of his work. He's he's that he brings information quick and reliable. That is quick and reliability. That is his um, MO. And so if he had gotten this information, I'm surprised I'm I'm not surprised that he brought it out to but he just spoils the phone. But like like I said on Twitter, this would be the last Ballon d'Or that um either Messi or Ronaldo will. And so starting from 2024, we might have that joy and suspense back because right now in the running, there are a lot of people. And so we will not be certain that this one person wins. And so that's uh, just looking forward to the next Ballon d'Or. Hopefully, it doesn't spoil it again. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't. All right. All right. So let, let, let's watch out and see how that goes. Yeah. So, um, all in all, all in all, um, as we get ready to close this podcast, as we wind up, um, I still think that Valendo has been has, has lost its relevance as, as it used to be before, though, to an extent. Though a lot of very fans are arguing that no, 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 that's not lost its relevance. But if you look at it, Messi fans are just need to console themselves, but like some of some backer fans are Messi fans, but they need to console themselves. <laughs> but deep down, they they know that this thing is not right. Like <laughs> this thing is not looking right anymore. Yeah, Messi Messi played amazingly in the World Cup, perfect, perfect. But I still I still say again, is seven games enough to? justify you for winning the best player in the world for a whole calendar year if yes well this life can come to their judgment even though can always pull up using the hashtag mindset plus five podcast yeah so um who do you guys see winning next year's ballon d'Or? just answer the question using the qa um polls on our spotify podcast um um, page, or you can follow the conversation using the hashtag United Plus Five podcast on Twitter. Yeah, I'll follow also at the United Plus Five FC on Twitter as well, and the United Plus Five podcast on Instagram. Yep. So, um, with this, we come to the end of the United Plus Five podcast. Um, thank you very much, listeners, for taking that out of your busy schedule to listen to the podcast. We've been seeing your listeners. We've been like, we appreciate you so much for taking time out. Thank you very, very, very much. Please don't forget to share this episode. Don't forget to drop your reviews. Don't forget to like wherever you're listening to the episode from, from, from. That's how we grew, and that's how we are able to bring you better content. Thank you very much. Bye for now. Bye.